Good morning and welcome to our latest uh, podcast. So today we're going to get talking about living a life or living an intentional life. And in some ways, people right off the top pretty much know what that means. But then I think there are a lot of others who kind of maybe get a little bit confused, really don't understand, says, what is an intentional life? We always hear things like, you know, live a life with purpose and, and finding a purpose in life and those different types of things. Some of that is related to this. And then some parts are actually not related to living a life of intention or being very intentional and also purposeful with your life. And what we really want to focus on in today uh, is really talking about how you manage to structure this. We're going to talk about six different ways to do that and really want to get into having it happen daily, having a structure, having a framework, having a process so that daily you can go about structuring things within your life so that you are it's very intentional, it's very purposeful, uh, and it's a very driven and focused thing. Bridget, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. I am doing great. And I was so excited about this conversation um, because I've had my life basically on living on purpose, especially in the last maybe six years and being intentional um, in, in all areas of my life. So that's mm -hmm. a new walk for me. So I'm very excited about this discussion. Awesome. Well, how about given that, how about you share a little bit of, and this is Bridget's perspective. It's not what the book says or anything you might've done from a research standpoint. How much you tell us when someone asks the question or you express to them, I'm living my life very intentionally. How would you explain what that means and what that looks like? I also want to say that this topic is is very befitting. Um, we're like five weeks, I guess, six weeks or so into the new year. And so ending this year and talking about um, being intentional and how we've been intentional this year and also going into next year, what our hopes are for our lives and our day to day walk. I think this topic is very befitting. But for me, uh, being intentional is for me is doing anything on purpose. Um, my day to day walk on purpose, the planning part, the focus part. Um, the scheduling, anything on purpose. And that's in recreation and in business, um, just being intentional about what I do for the, um, for the suggested outcome. Got it. Got it. So for me, you know, uh, because as I said, it, it's going to initially resonate with different people in different ways. And what we want to do is wrap some framework around it today so that people can truly get a better feel for um, what we mean by living intentionally. And then for me, it, it's really having a clear and definitive feel or plan for what each day is going to look like. We, there's there's a reason, there's a purpose, there's a motivation behind um, what you're going about and, and, and doing from day to day. And that's one, that's the way I look at that. And then, you know, we all have, you know, a to-do list or we have certain goals that we, we're trying to achieve. But I guess the key is, what are you actually doing from a day-to-day -day basis to move yourself in that direction and being purpose, purposeful about that and very intentional about the process that you use to start to drive in those different directions. And I think that's going to be the key uh, that we really want to get into today. Right. Send an action plan um, to whatever that, that goal is or that purpose. Um, in right. place of your day, your week, your month, your year, um, to lead you to the life you want. And that's what living intentional is for me. Agreed. Agreed. So before we get too far ahead, um, one of the things that I do want to uh, 
just kind of get into and talk about is obviously some of the benefits because that's important, right? That people have a feeling and an understanding of what the benefits are of taking these steps and moving yourself in that particular direction. So what I want to get into is, is when you do start to get that focus, truly have uh, put together your action plan and start to work that plan uh, on a routine and regular basis, some of the things that it brings forward for you, uh, it's definitely going to grow a stronger personal mindset for you, which is just going to be, I think, a key component for it. Uh, it's going to increase your self-awareness because you are having to kind of work this plan and, and navigate and motivate through things daily. So your awareness of what, where you are, what's changed, where your influences may be coming from, are all going to be uh, more hyper and more sensitive. So you'll be more aware of the, just the different things in your life. Uh, I think a, a big one, too, is gratitude. Um, you will learn to show and appreciate um, and be grateful for uh, the different things and how they transpire as you move through it. And then the last one that I want to just toss to right now is abundance. Uh, and I know sometimes that term also gets a little bit confused. What would you like to share or let our audience know about any of those things and, and, and your experiences as you kind of change your life to really have a structure around being intentional? Um, ironically, I post this morning um, kind of my journey from six years up into now on my, on my um, memory on Facebook. It came up a um, what was it? A, it was a girl talk, but it was some uh, conference we were having with teen girls. Um, that was just the beginning of my mental. And that hadn't even been the beginning of it yet. That was just something I was collaborating with two other organizations. And so. I talked about how from I never thought from six years to now what would be happening. And so just being intentional and planning based on that day, mm -hmm. how everything transpired and how my life changed and how things happened that I never would have thought would have happened, how different people came into my life that I never would have thought have in, in the road that I traveled, especially the collab collaborations and the connections that I made. I never would have thought I made. May in in twenty it was twenty sixteen when this memory was met, when this memory came up and so um, that's my personal experience just from planning from that point on up up into this time um, how the journey was so um, uh, I can't even give a word for it to me it's just amazing because in twenty sixteen I never thought I, in twenty twenty two I would be here in the place mm -hmm. that I am and so that was all due to being intentional about what was going on right then. Awesome. Yeah. And, that, and that's a great example, right? Because the whole concept of it is, and, and one of the, the words that I use, and we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into it is we set goals, but when we do that, um, there's a, a, a different word that you can use, not necessarily to replace goals, but I think to help deepen the meaning of the goal. And that is desired outcomes. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well in, in more detail. But really understanding what that looks like, what that feels like, uh, is going to be, I think, a key component to how you start to structure what you do from a living uh, life in, in an intentional uh, format. So let's dive a little bit deeper into it. So we're going to basically share six different steps where we're going to be talking about um, how to live your life in a more intentional, more purposeful way 
uh, give us some structure, give us some organization so that you can start to move down that road. And as we work our way through this, we'll share some of our personal experiences that we've had, some of the different techniques that we've obviously done to, uh, to kind of fortify ourselves to, to move in that particular direction. And then some of the pitfalls too, because, you know, just like all things, it's going to require some focus, some effort, some change uh, in, in life. Um, and at, at different times and in different ways that can bring about uh, some discomfort. They can also bring about fears that you have to deal with and, and starting to work your way through some of those things too. I know it helped me see myself. I had to look in the mirror and, and, and the one word that you just um, spoke that it resonated with me is the fear. Um, in those six years, in those four years um, that I was um, planting my seeds for my program, um, for be becoming a teacher, um, there was a lot of fear because of my age, because um, what other people were doing, and I didn't know if I could do it the way they were doing it, um, from what I was looking at and not looking at what God had given me in terms of my purpose. And so the fear set in and I had to look at myself in the mirror and peel away all those la layers, right, to see what it is about myself that is, is stopping me from focusing and, and from moving forward. And so mm -hmm. that was my journey and that was my experience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, you're so right about that. I, I recall uh, a kind of an age and phase in my life, too, where there was uh, a major transition uh, in, in, on a lot of levels, not just um, from a work standpoint, but also relocation for work, moving to a different city that, that I never lived in before. Uh, all kinds of different pieces and parts were going into that. And as you said, so that brings the, about a lot of anxiety and a lot of uh, fear and discomfort because there's, it's, it's impacting you on every level, every day, uh, from who you have to work with, the new teammates you're gonna be working with, the new responsibilities of the job. It's one piece of it. Then you move to your social life and your social circle, which you have none because you're in a, yeah. literally a new city, right? So trying to figure all of that out, you know, and who are the people who are going to start to be part of your life and who you feel like you can trust and those that maybe you can't, and, you know, what are their, their motivations and intentions with you and, and many, many different things all play into that. Uh, so as you work your way through and, and down that street, uh, you really do have to think, learn to take that true step back um, and be intentional with what it is you want out of it all. Mm -hmm. And that, that's really what we're talking about. And that's how you start to structure and drive and filter your way through uh, kind of those things and what's going on in your life. Uh, that said, let's talk about the first step. And the, the first step in this is to be deliberate, to be very deliberate in what you do, um, and, and which essentially means to actually have a plan. Right? right. Not just, I thought about this and I think this is what I want to do. And because what happens when you do that is um, you get out and you say, I have a plan, but you haven't written it down. You haven't made a time bound type plan where you've got some, some, some benchmarks that are on there that are clearly defined, those kinds of things. It typically starts to fall by the wayside at some mm -hmm. point, right? You, because you haven't actually laid it out in a way that's going to keep you attached to it and have you move forward. What's been your experience with that? Well, I would like to first say, even if it's a plan for your day, have that when you wake, when you wake up, the plan for your day and be intentional about that, whether it's to do something or to do nothing at all, 
plan how you're going to do nothing at all and don't waver from that. Um, and we both know when we have some day, our self-care days, when we don't, this is what our plan is to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so we, you have to be intentional about that as well. So when I'm focused, um, I, I focus on how I use my time, my energy, um, how I give out my energy, um, what kind of energy I take in. Um, and then that time and energy becomes the part of the bigger purpose um, for my life. And so um, the last six weeks of this year, as I said, I, you know, I'm matching time, I'm matching energy, I'm matching um, the time that people give me, I'm matching mm-hmm. attitude, I'm matching service, I'm matching love, as I posted all that. Mm-hmm. I'm matching all of that. And so because I am at this last month of this last quarter of the year, I'm being more intentional than ever about um, my days so that I can move toward the bigger picture, which is a, a peaceful part of my life, just mm-hmm. leading a peaceful life. And so mm-hmm. that's what focusing is for me. I, very much, very much so. So being deliberate, you know, as I said, having a plan and then working that plan, having a structure for that plan each day. Um, a, a, a good tip there is to absolutely um, do it the night before, you know, plan the next day, the day before, instead of that morning, right? Because by the time that morning comes, you get busy, the alarm doesn't go off, whatever goes on, and then you get distracted and and then you, you, you're kind of winging it again, right? But if you take and again, we're not talking about taking a half hour. You could take that much time if you feel you need to. But this needs to be such a habit that it can be managed very quickly and very easily. Uh, you know, five minutes, boom, it's done, right? And I think we can all find five minutes in our lives to be able to, to write some things down and uh, understand why we're putting those things down and what the intent of, of those things are. Uh, one of the other things that I talked about um, or I wanted to bring in is the term context and timing, because I think that's something else you have to start to understand as you um, set your plans in motion. Uh, What is the context of what it is that you want to accomplish? And also from a timing standpoint, um, because you have to start to look at it and say, all right, I, I want to get to this point down the road, which is great. But what's the context of what that's going to look like? Hey, when you get there, uh, what are the pieces and parts that may need to happen, change, transition, be added, be removed to get there? Mm-hmm. And then what is going to be the timing of those things as you work your way through it? So that's kind of a linear way to look at that process and how you go through it. So understand the context of where you are now, uh, the pieces and parts that are in between, and then the ultimate objective at the end. And now you've then got to put some timing structure around that as well. So that's all part of that being deliberate with your time and, and establishing some type of plan. Um, kind of transitions us right into the next piece. And this is where you start to talk about having clear, and I always use the term well-defined, um, written goals. And as I said earlier, I mentioned the term desired outcome. So and I really want to land on this one hard. And Bridget, I know you can absolutely relate to this. Because uh, setting a goal is one thing. I actually think setting a desired outcome is more powerful than setting a goal. right? Because the difference between goal and desired outcome is actually feeling. right? A desired outcome, you are expressing a feeling that you want to have, experience, be in, 
however you want to do that when you reach that moment, right? Which is different from setting a goal. Uh, so what, what does that desired outcome look like, feel like, taste like, smell like, all those different things? That's what you want to capture and write down. And that's what you want because you're going to need that for those hard days uh, that you can focus to see, yeah, it's just tough right now and I'm really struggling, but I can taste or I can feel or whatever else it's going to be that end result. And that's what's going to refocus you and bring you back on track. Yes, I absolutely believe that. Um, looking at the big picture, looking at the big picture um, and be being clear on it for me means, you know, connecting that vision with a measurable and realistic goal. Like steps are going to be realistic for you. Um, I have on my phone, I said it like uh, it's my other my uh, it's my other brain. Um, it tells me for all day long what I've already scheduled to do just in that one day. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't give it, I don't go from eight. Okay, I'm gonna do this at eight, then do this at nine and do that. Cause I know I'm not gonna do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna be so, I know I'm not gonna be able to do that from eight to nine to 10 to 11. First of all, I'm a teacher. Second of all, I'm a person. Um, and so I know I'm not gonna have time to do those things in order like that. So I give myself time and I give myself measurable, realistic time to do it. And then when when that reminder comes on my phone, then, hey, it's 11 o'clock. I was, I'm supposed to do this and then I can get that stuff that done. And then I can do, I have enough time to get that done so that I can accomplish that. So I set myself up for success to accomplish the goals and the uh, plans that I have set for that day. And that, and you, you're right about the desired outcome. We have to be clear on the result. We want the outcome mm -hmm. that we want, whether it be in life, in a career, a relationship, your health, um, and being clear on that, it will eliminate you settling for close to it. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Uh, I think it's, uh, like I said, more powerful because there is emotion tied to it. Uh, and, and that's what you need to look for when you're creating and writing these things down and, uh, you know, documenting what you, what that looks like is again, it's how does it look? How does it taste? How does it feel? Those are the things that conjure up that emotion within you. And again, that's going to be the glue that'll hold it all together and actually keep you focused so you can make your way through it. And it will help you identify, you know, well, you're tired right now and it seems like it's taking forever to happen, but you will be, okay, well, remember I, I wrote and, and, and make no mistake, knowing it is fine, but writing those goals, those visions, um, that desired outcome is very important. That's the, the very first step in making these things um, um, come to fruition. And then that's, that's biblical as well. But when you when you get tired, you know, you can you've wrote down how it's going to feel when you achieve this or how it's going to feel when you reach this. And then instead of that tired feeling that you feel, yeah, that's normal. But you also can you can smell, taste and feel how that how that desired outcome is going to smell, taste or feel. Mm -hmm. And so that's very important. I love that. I love that. Absolutely. Um, moving on to the third. And and this the the ways to live your life intentionally, and that is talking about uh, being purposeful with your time, right? Um, and I, I can't over exaggerate it enough when we talk about what is the most limited but also most important commodity that we all have as individuals in our lives, and that's time. Every minute that's burned is burned. That you 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 cannot get that minute back. It, it's just not possible, right? So then you, we really then need to think about 
uh, day to day as we're moving through life. Uh, how are we investing that time? You know, all right. So if you have a career, that's eight or 10 hours up in smoke. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just that's where those eight or 10 hours are going. That's the work, the commute, et cetera, et cetera, what's, what's going on. So then, as Bridget says, got to get seven hours, right? That, that's that's your number for sleep, right? So mm-hmm. you add seven on top of eight or 10, then what do you have left, right? You, I mean, you're already somewhere like 16 hours, 17 hours burnt out of the day. What do you do with that remaining, you know, five, six hours, seven hours, whatever you may have? Is it sitting in front of the television? Is is it reading a book? Uh, is it hanging out with family? I mean, what are you actually doing with that time? The key is to actually think about that. Think about the impacts of that. What are the benefits? What are the limitations? Uh, what are the growth opportunities? How does it support you moving towards the ultimate bigger goal or, or desired outcomes that you want in your life? I mean. It's kind of hard to say I want to get a doctorate degree, but also want to hang out in the bar every night and drink, right? It's like, well, you're spending your time in in a place that's probably not going to move you any closer towards that outcome that you want. And that's what we mean is having to think that process through of how am I actually applying that those that time that I, that I have. Um, um, and so, I go ahead. Um, going back, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm, I go back and forth with the purposeful um, of my time because um, I love a lot of free time. And sometimes I have to make myself be more, um, give more strength to the time I need to plan. But as a teacher and, 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 and carrying a role as a mentor, I definitely have to intentionally structure my day and structure my week and structure my, my month and my year. But I love this quote and it's a, it's a, it's two sided coin to that. Um, the quote, and I don't, I can't remember who it's by. We think we have time. Yeah. We think we have time. And that's, that can be any time frame of your life, whether it be your day, your year, the, your life period. We think mm-hmm. we have time and it's, it's a vapor. It's a vapor. And so mm-hmm. we a time, Life is a vapor. So time is a vapor. It, it's, it goes like that. And so we have to be very intentional about how we plan. And I believe in, in my experience and what I do now, I am intentionally connecting with um, those people, places, organizations that pour into my life and vice versa, um, which helps me to achieve the bigger picture, the big, the goal, the goals, the vision, the purpose that I has been set for me. And so mm-hmm. that's how I structure my time. Um, I'm intentional about my using my self-care as well. And also, also using my time for activities that relax me or give me positive energy. Now that can take a whole 24 hours with my seven hours of sleep. And so that, that is how I'm purposeful with my day. Um, I do have some time that I do TV and that's okay, but I don't spend four hours watching TV. Like it, it may be on. Um, it's on all the time, uh, even at, you know when I sleep. But I don't spend. I don't have anything that I watch. So when people say, you know, what are you watching? I, I'm not watching anything. I'm doing something else, and it's just on. So you have to be. You have to plan your day just as, as so to be very intentional because because you keep moving goals or uh, plans to the next day because that day you did not reach those those um, desired plans because you pushed them to do something else. You have to structure it and it's a very disciplined action as well. Absolutely. Um, purposeful. It sounds good. You know, being intentional sounds fun and it sounds like you're strong and you got it. 
but it's a very disciplined act as well. It is a very disciplined act. And you learn a lot about yourself and how disciplined you think you are or are not when you mm-hmm. get into these situations. Uh, you touched on a couple of things I, I want to go back and revisit because I think they're very key components. One, you mentioned uh, t- free time, which I reclassify as time to recharge or time to self-focus. And you also mentioned the term self-care. So that's important. That's Im- that's an important piece of time. So if we're not going to sit here and say that you need to fill every minute of your day doing something or being with someone. If it's a day where it's a couch day, there's absolutely nothing wrong with a couch day. Zero. Don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. (laughs) The whole point is, as we're saying, though, is you know what? This happened. I got this going on. This could I can move to here. That doesn't impact me. So being aware, as we talked about earlier, and saying, you know what? This Saturday, all day long, it's just going to be a couch day. It's going to be me, the couch, maybe some naps, maybe the TV remote, but it's a couch day because you have pre-planned that though in a way into your structure of things because we all need time to recharge and, and get refocused let the body recoup and, and, and things like right. that so that be purposeful to about planning that time um, one last thing i want to throw on the table bridget because I, I i think you have some things to share on this i made a note and i said i mean specifically talking about time and what we're talking about now and that is um and selfish versus selfless right and getting comfortable with the difference between those two things when it comes to your time uh and how you tend to go about balancing that out and uh, i see you shaking your head so please share <laughs> let me tell you something about this and people may not know this about me people that know me because, you know, I'm just out there living fancy free. That That's how it looks on social media. But in my head, when I start to practice self-care and um, being and being um, all about me just so that I can get my mental state in, <laughs> intact, in my head is, well, if I don't answer the phone or if I don't let them say yes or if I don't go there, if I don't, what, what, what are they going to do? What are they going to say? Um, are they going to be mad? Okay, so maybe I should just wait. All these thoughts went into, go into my head or uh, have gone into my head when I practiced um, self-care. Um, it, it, it took me a while to be okay. You know, like I said, remember last year I said Noah's Bay? Um, right. Noah's Bay because I'm, I'm taking care of me. Bay is something that you want to, you know, you want to be around, you want to do things with. No is, no is for me. Um, and, and so it took a while for me to be comfortable in that and mm-hmm. not be, not feel like I was being selfish, selfish, mm-hmm. um, and not feel like I was, um, you know, what is, what are they going to say if I don't answer the phone or what are they going to say if I say I can't do it? And now the, the whole thing else on TikTok is Mm-mm, get somebody else to do it. So I'm in a season and somebody else to do it because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I feel overwhelmed or I'll, I'll be overwhelmed. And now I know those triggers. And it helped me to identify those things in myself that that was overwhelming me just because I was people pleasing. And and yeah, so I'm a, <laughs> I've had a lot of experience with um, that versus that selfish versus um, selfless um, for a while, for a yeah. while. I, I absolutely agree. And uh, you, you hit on a key one when you said people pleasing. 
Uh, and I think we can all get caught in that cycle. And I even realize that that's what we're doing with our process uh, throughout each day. And that's that's the selfish versus selfless piece because we start to be so selfless that we lose self. And that's the danger of it all is you, and, and, and again, self stays in a lot of what we talk about. And, you know, we actually did a video uh, back about that very thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't go about your life uh, trying to please others. You know, people pleasing is not going to get you where you need to be because a lot of the things that are going to be required for you to achieve your personal goals, objectives, desired outcomes are going to require more intention, more focus. And unfortunately, um, some of the time that maybe you used to be able to spend with certain family or certain friends might need to get redirected in other areas and getting to a point of comfort understanding where you know what i'm okay with that i'm fine i can live with that and and so that's where the challenge is is, is balancing that out between selfish and selfless and i like to say because you know as a woman and other women that are listening may can relate um you know we have circles of friends and we may not have the same interest in terms of business or in terms of some in some um, react, rec, um, um, activities that we like to do. Uh, and they may not enjoy it. I like different activities and some of my circles are not really into it. And then for a long time, I felt like I had to be and do what everybody else was being and doing. Right. And it took me a while to learn, you know, this is something I like for recreation. They may mm -hmm. not like it, but it's OK to do it. And nobody is going to, and in my head, I was thinking, well, they're going to think this and they're going to think that. Well, they really didn't. They really didn't think that or that, this or that. I just in my head, it played out that way. And so as women, we want to have girlfriends that we're close to, have friends and circles that we're close to and do the things together. But sometimes we'll have friends in, in circles that don't do the things that you do, everything that you do. I do a lot of stuff. And so I don't expect everybody to want to do those things. But for a while, I wouldn't do them. Because I didn't want to be feel like, well, I was not going to be their friend anymore. They're not going to be my friend anymore because here I am doing this with other people. And so I had to free myself from that. And no one had to free me of that because no one was causing it but me. And so mm -hmm. I had to free myself of that. And that is a big lesson that I learned this year. Yep. You know, I, I want to chime in on top of that because uh, one of the mentors that I work with uh, for me shares a little bit of background about that, about how we get in our own minds, thinking about what other people are thinking about us, right? And, and then start to let that actually drive and determine the things we do when we're not even sure that that's the case because we're framing it for ourselves, right? And he, he restructures it this way. It really helps you to process through it. He says, think about it like this. We all have watched what they call a sitcom on TV, like Friends or uh, The Cosby Show or whatever it might be, which is based on a family or supposed to be kind of a real life flow based type show. Right. In those scenarios, each individual that's in this show is actually going about living their own life. So each person out there is in their own sitcom and they're working their way through life. And that's their sitcom of life. They don't have time to be worried about your sitcom. You think that they do, that they care about what's happening in your sitcom. But really what they're really focused on and concerned about is their life, what's happening in their sitcom and how to better manage and work their way through and deal with and, and everything else that's going on. But we give so much time, effort and energy trying to 
or look at and say, I think this person sees me this way or thinks this about me or feels that way about me. And they're not even thinking about you in that realm at all, right? <laughs> uh, so getting your head around that piece of it where, you know, you are not even a thought in their TV show, basically. Worry about and manage your TV show, which is the same thing that they're doing, right? And if so, you think about that, if I go deeper, because, you know, I'm into mental health, so I go, I try to think of things on a deeper level. That's a part of that people pleasing thing that I came that I was a part of, because, um, you know, worried about what they were thinking about me doing in my free time and my recreational time. And I was worried about what they were thinking about what I was doing. And that's that whole part of that, pe uh, that, that piece of that people pleasing. And then I had to, you know, we talked about being very self-aware. I had to start thinking about what about me makes me worry about that so much. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. once I identified those, you know, those, those flaws that I had and started to work on those and it freed me from, from all of that. Yeah, absolutely right. So the the last thing I want to talk about before we move to the next one really just goes back to people and time and people, right? Meaning from a people standpoint, where and how are you spending your time? Uh, and you know, we've talked about this before, Bridget. Has there been certain people that maybe you've had to trim back? Uh, certain other people you maybe had to even remove from your literally the, the time you invest in them in your life uh, for different reasons, right? Uh, maybe they train energy. Uh, maybe they bring some toxicity to the table, whatever it might be. Being A, aware, and we started this talking about, you know, what awareness was going to be a big key. And then B, getting past the fear, the discomfort, whatever else it might be, why you won't do it, and taking those action steps to do these things are going to free you up so that you can start to truly stay focused and stay on that journey that you're on for your desired outcomes. And that, I think that's, that's a, a key that piece. I don't care how many goals you write down, that will be a barrier every time. That will every be a barrier for you is building yourself around, keeping yourself around uh, people, places that, yeah. that prevent you from succeeding in, in with the plans that you have set or the goals that you have set. Um, and like you said, from draining you from the negative mind, you know, the negative mindset that they have, the toxic relationships, um, conversation, mm -hmm. um, even in, um, them trying to persuade you that you probably should be doing something else. I mean, cause mm -hmm. that's a very underlying, you know, it, it gets in there real sticky, like, you know, oh yeah, well that's good. Um, but who, nobody's ever done that before. So what? How how are you gonna do that? And then if you're not very confident, and we'll talk about that later, it everything that you built up in this conversation with them, it just kind of goes, oh, you know, maybe I can't, or maybe I need to go back and think about this. Yeah. So you have to be very confident. We'll talk about that, but yeah, that can be a barrier. Yeah, it really can. It really can. Uh, so let's move on. Let's go to um, the 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 fourth point, and this is where we start to talk about being focused and being able to prioritize uh, what what it is that you're doing in your life, right? So uh, that can be challenging for some people uh, to stay focused because if you are doing this process and you're working this process properly, the desired outcomes, the goals and different things that you've set um, have long-term things to get there, 
which then means there's a lot of short steps that need to happen in the meantime, right? Staying focused to that journey uh, without getting distracted. Now, let's be clear though, uh, life happens. I mean, we could all sit here right now and say life is gonna happen, things change, uh, new opportunities come up, which may shift you where you focus and the steps that you need to take. Again, that's back to the self-awareness and actually having a plan so you can go, ooh, I didn't account for this, but now I need to, right? So now you might have to adjust the plan. A uh, great example would be the pandemic. Going into the pandemic and where what was happening in our lives and what we thought life was going to be like and that one-year plan that you had, <laughs> uh, it's probably, well, I'll throw that thing out of the window, right? Because uh, unforeseen circumstance. Right. So this is where we mean that the focus and the prioritization need to be there because you are going to need to make those adjustments along the way. And as you make those adjustments, things that something on your list that was maybe priority number eight might all of a sudden become priority number one or two because of the shifts and the changes. So the ebb and flow of what's happening are going to be key components to your, your success as you try to move forward. Uh, I made a note to say, uh, Stay focused and prioritize the small things because the small things will lead you to the bigger things, right? And that's going to be the key. Not to say you lose sight of the big thing because that's the ultimate driver and that's that desired outcome. But the so small steps that you really have to keep in check. And, 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 I, like the, and I like that note, um, focusing on the small things. Um, required to achieve the bigger things. Because for me and my own experience, what I'm experiencing now, and I'll, you know, talk about my life and daily. Um, so what that small thing is for me is in terms of my health, right? And eating healthy, more healthier. Um, so intentionally, I changed my daily eating habits, but the small step is planning my meals mm -hmm. during the week. And most, a lot of people do meal planning, uh, planning my meals um, and so that I can achieve, achieve the results I want in my health and losing weight or what have you. And also um, not um, scheduling at a time where I'm not going to be able to go grab something to eat at the fast food restaurant. Right. So sometimes I have to put those those blocks there, those obstacles there. So I won't do it because I can I can just go get my money and just my card and go get it. It's quick. Mm -hmm. um, so I have to make that schedule for that. Um, also, um, but you know, realistically, I allow some time for um the the fun food. Um, because if you know, you know me, I'm I'm gonna eat if there's some wings, I'm gonna eat. <laughs> um, so um, so I give myself some some days for that as well. So I don't structure a seven day uh meal planning. I give myself some free days. That's the that's to um achieve the the bigger picture, and that's my health and my weight. Um, also. Every day, I'm intentional about building a relationship with different people, and I said that before: different organizations, different groups, and that in terms, in, in turn, helps me to cultivate positive motivation that I need in my own endeavors, mm -hmm. in my in my organization as well. And I and I definitely need to need that to um, learn different people, learn how to love and understand different people, mm -hmm. and that helps me as a mentor, community outreach worker. And um, let's not forget my teacher role as, as, um, as well. So when I um, make those small steps important um, and not despise small beginnings, as they say, um, mm -hmm. it helps me build to achieve those bigger things. Yeah, uh, could not agree more. And uh, I want to 
jump in on, on a note that I made for myself here. And this is talking about um, this very thing. And I said, un first understand the difference or, and how it applies to your life. And that is being reactive versus being proactive, right? Mm -hmm. I think this happens in a, in a lot of our lives. We let ourselves get behind, right? And as you said, planning your time, putting a block there so that you can't run through Jack in the Box and grab the food you know you shouldn't eat, even though tacos may be tasty. Probably not the best thing, right? Uh, okay. so, um, the whole thing there is structure your days, try to manage your time, prioritize, et cetera, so that you can be in a proactive state, not a reactive state. And that allows you to be more in control, to be able to better dictate how the flow of your day is going to go. So you're not reacting to everything, helter-skelter, all over the place. You actually have a proactive plan with proactive steps mapped out and in place. As we say, life happens. Are you going to need to adjust on the fly? 100%. But it's easier, I think, to manage and adjust a proactive plan than reactive because when you start reacting, it's like a snowball. You react to one thing, then the next thing. Now, all of a sudden, you're trying to react and manage 10 different things because none of it was planned out to begin with. So your days start to become kind of chaotic. And that's the key. Really understand being proactive, taking a proactive stance is, I think, a foundational piece of living a life with intention. I always say, and, and even though I, I structure my day in the morning, like yesterday was Happy Friday. I woke up and it was Happy Friday. And by four o'clock, it was, I am tired of, I, you know, I'm tired of doing today. You know, and so things happen, like you said, during the day um, that can, can kind of get you off. Um, but at, at um, six o'clock on my phone and I said it and I said it every day, it says it comes on there. It's it's it was just a bad day, not a bad life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it reminds me, OK, that was just a moment in time. It's time to turn, you know, move past that. Absolutely. It's time to move past it. So that, that's point number four. Let's move to point number five. And I think this is a big one. Um, and it, it we talk about uh, commitment and belief, or more importantly, self-belief, right? And you can write it down. You can record it. You can have well-written goals and desired outcomes. And But if you actually don't have the belief in yourself that you can actually do it or it will come to fruition, or has the potential to come to fruition, how long are you going to stay committed to trying to accomplish, work that plan, as, as we talked about earlier? Bridget, why don't you share, and I know we've, we've talked a little bit about this before, some of the things that you had to do for yourself to really get your head wrapped around where you were with that and self-belief and commitment. You know, it took me, I, I would say, it took me, I, I can't tell you how many years it took me to graduate college. Um, but I had, you know, the purpose there I, and it was one of my goals on a vision board. Um, but my self-belief was just very weak. I let, I let situations, I let all kind of circumstances come against me. Um, I, and then in the fear set in and it just, it just, I stopped and then I would start back and then I'd push a little further. Then I'd stop again. Then I'd say, okay, I'm not going to do this. Maybe I should do something else. And I go back to it. It's just very, very unstable in my thought process. I mean, so 
this part here, the self-belief is going to be so pivotal when, when the longevity sits in, when the fear sets in, when the naysayers set in your head, when all these um, come to play, your self-belief has to be so strong that none of the things I mentioned bothers you. Like hashtag unbothered. You're mm. so confident in yourself, um, but not in the plan, in yourself. And the reason I say that is because you may have to change the plan if it doesn't work, but never change the goal. Absolutely. So we have to build ourselves to be so self-confident, so confident that, um, and we talked about this, we already see it, what we're striving for, what we're trying to reach. We already see it. And that's the focus I have now. I can already see. So you can't tell me anything because I already see what I'm going to, what's what the, the desired outcome. I can already smell. I can already taste it. I can already see it. So anything, nothing you said at this point can bother me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. is my now and has been in the past. Yeah, the self belief piece is is a, a bedrock of of all of this, right? Because that's what's going to get you through the, as you said, the the lean days, the tough days, the hard days, uh, is having that self belief. Um, you know, you think about just some of the accomplishments, uh, like the Wright brothers, and saying that we're going to build this craft and we're going to fly a plane, right? And people are like what is wrong with you guys right because never been done before right uh and they're like well you know we we believe that it's possible right and you can imagine how they were laughed at and when they would walk in the corner store or the the local restaurant or whatever so it might have been in their normal lives those quacks they're gonna be able to fly like a bird i mean right that (laughs) right but that's what you're gonna have to go through and uh, so that's the fortitude and that's a great word. I think that you need to kind of get that cloak to wrap yourself in the fortitude of self-belief that uh, things just bounce off of. And that's a muscle that you kind of have to develop. Right. And, we, and we've talked about that before. And self-belief is, is a key component of, of all of what's going to happen with this. And then this move to commitment real quick, because I do want to kind of hammer on that for a second. Uh, one of the things I want to bring up, at least from my standpoint, when I, when I hear commitment, is I think commitment is wrapped mostly, and again, it's wrapped in many things, but wrapped mostly in negativity versus positivity. And let me explain what I mean. Uh, to stay committed to something, you really have to have a positive slash optimistic view of that thing. You have to have, Right. If you have any uh, pessimism or you're in a state of mind where you kind of feel like there's some negative connotations to it, it's really hard to stay committed to something that you don't 100 percent believe in from a positive versus negative or pessimistic versus optimistic standpoint. Now, we live in the real world. So I made a note and this is a a term I I want everyone to take away because I see myself as an optimist and always will be. I'm always glasses half full type person. However, I'm also logical. And what I put here, though, is practical optimism. Use that as a lens or as a focus or get to understand what that looks like for you. What is practical optimism look like? And then use that as your filter to filter the, your goals, your objectives, your plans, your big plans and your little plans, the, the short steps to get you to the goal, all of that. How practical is it, but also make it 
optimistic as part of the plan because that belief that you have to have in being optimistic, you without that, sooner or later, your commitment's going to wane and you're no longer going to take the action and, and push yourself to continue to work and, and try to achieve the things you really want to accomplish in life. Correct. If, and if you're committed to, if you have deemed to be committed to a plan, to plans or goals, um, and you feel like you're falling off, if you feel like, you know, you have some negative connotations attached to it, then sift through that and figure out, is this something that you really want? Is this something that someone has told you you should do? Or is this something that you, that you really want to do? And, and sift through that and see why you feel that way as well. Um, and that, that can be the basis of why you're feeling negative or why you, you you're giving up um, on what you're doing and you're not staying committed to the cause or um, to the plans that you uh that you put into on paper mm-hmm. as well. yeah uh so and then the the last piece of staying committed is all about i mentioned earlier we we're talking about context and timing right um when that also comes into play here uh understanding that Sometimes it's not going to move at the rate, the pace, and the way. It's not might not even show up the results in the way that you anticipated that they were going to to come. Right. So being able to wrap your head around that, get it into the context again, practical optimism. Right. Mm-hmm. As you wrap your head around that context and understand how the timing may play out. You know what? This happened faster than I thought it would. Wow. Right. But then this is dragging and it's taking longer than I thought it would. That's all the ebb and flow of how all of these different things are going to play out. And it all can weigh in on your level of commitment. But understanding that context and timing are also going to be key components as you work your way through staying committed to something, uh, having that self-belief to work your way through it, because you are going to need to fine tune that knob as you go through and adjust. Uh, almost continuously because as we said life happens Mm -hmm. and i would say and i'm not trying to sound like sunshine and unicorns but that's the anticipation of it um also and we talked about affirmation just when you start to feel like the 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 longevity of it is just i mean i'm waiting and it's just getting so unbearable just start making some affirmations about what you want to happen and see and say it until you see it Mm -hmm. say it until you see it and the time will go by fast because you'll start to see some things coming into play and you'll start to see some things and start to recognize and got to give you that that um that mindset where you'll start to see um okay this is happening because this needs to happen and this is happening because this and you'll start to see it come into play and you'll know then that it is coming it is coming and it may take a while but it is coming right and that goes back to the proactive versus reactive as well um you know to start to Trust your instincts, trust what your gut is telling you, uh, you know, follow your spirit, your heart and mind, and then be proactive with those things. Don't have that thought, have that feeling and say, okay, I have it. I think this is going to happen. So I'm going to sit and I'm going to wait. And then then when I get a real sign, then I'm actually going to do something about it. How about you go ahead and be proactive and take that first step, initiate something that's based on that, that, that intuition that you may have. And let that be the the guide. Let that be the driver, because that's really what's going to help push you through is that taking those things that you, that you trust that in. There will be the sign. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So just 
having to trust in it and trust in yourself and 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 move forward are going to be the key components. Uh, so let's move on. This is number six, and this is um, the last one of of the list that we have. And this is just about the important relationships that you currently have in your life. Be very mindful. Stay mindful of those relationships, and for a couple of different reasons. And obviously, that could be career-related relationships, obviously, and within your personal life, uh, all of those relationships, family, friends, children, et cetera, uh, spouses, significant others. And then you have um, new relationships that are going to be forged. You know, Bridget, you just mentioned that a while ago about how you are intentionally uh, engaging with different organizations, meeting new people, uh, truly seeking that in your life and bringing that into your life uh, from an intentionality standpoint, what difference has that made and how has that impacted how and where and who you spend time with? How about you share some of that? Well, I mean, you know, I only have so many hours in a day um, plus my seven hours of sleep that I try to get. Um, but I have to be in that, that word is so important and, and intentional. Um, I, I don't get so busy trying to achieve the goals that I'm setting out for myself in terms of, you know, meeting new people and um, building relationships with new, new organizations. I don't get so busy achieving those goals that I um, discount my support system that I have now, my circle that I have now, my tribe, so to speak, that I have now. But I also don't waste um, my time and energy on those who have shown themselves to me in terms of support. So um, when you kind of get clear on the people that really aren't for you, but you know, you just kept them there because you that's what you're used to. You free up some space <laughs> for new things and for new people. Um, and so I just, I'm just intentional on, you know, not getting so busy that I discount those other relationships. Um, yeah. But I also, you know, I also don't waste my time and energy on those that have shown themselves as not being very supportive as well. And also I'm supportive of those same, no, it's the same people that support me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I absolutely agree. And I want to chime in there because I think a key component here, and this goes back to fear, it goes back to judgment um, that you may feel is going to happen and, and various things that go through this. But I really want to say this. If there's one thing, especially when it comes to relationships and people in your life and managing your way through it, um, whatever is now your driver for living your life intentionally, the goals, the desired outcomes, the action steps that you're taking in the process of working your way through it, uh, I'm going to use the term and say, own it, own it from the standpoint of don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Share it. Talk about it. Uh, as I said, almost wear it like it's a suit of armor because that's going to show the intentionality. That's going to show the focus. That's also going to reinforce those things within you and for yourself so that you don't get distracted. People can't knock you off your stride because you are owning it 100% and you will, you walk on that walk, as they say, uh, and that's what's going to continue to drive you and move you forward. I think that's key when you start to develop new relationships or especially in the existing relationships when, yeah, you can't hang out with them as much as you used to or go do this with a certain group as often as you could. Share that with the group. Hey, and you know, I love you guys, but I can't because, you know, I'm on this or I'm trying to get this done. Here's what I'm about. This is what I'm focused on. 
wear that because that also impacts how your mind works and that will help you continue to drive and stay focused as you move forward. So own it. Oh, you have to communicate that. I, I like what you say. You have to communicate that to your 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 old circle, your your you know your support system or your circle of friends because um, you don't want to give off to them like, oh well, I guess they just they're doing this and they just forgot about us or what have mm-hmm. you because they switch circles or switch you know whatever it is that you're trying to do. So that's very important that you have that communi- keep that communication going. One hundred percent. 100% it is. So final thoughts, what would you like to share with the audience as we wrap this up and, and bring this home? I love the six steps. I'm going to tell you, I, like I said, at the beginning of the hour, I was very excited when we talked about having doing this topic. Um, I think it's going to, it's going to really be um, something that's going to guide me straight into 2023 in terms of the plans that I'm, uh, that the, the purpose that God has set for my life and the plans that I'm, that I'm putting into place based on that purpose. Um, and I hope that it's helped others as well, kind of free them of some misconception that they've had about being intentional. Because a lot of times when we talk about, well, I'm living on purpose, I'm being intentional about what I'm doing. Sometimes people think of it as a negative term, we're being selfish. Like we're just going to live about us. We're going to do what we want to do. We're just being intentional about what we want to do. And that's not the case. Um, it's just about being focused and staying focused on the on the big picture, on the goal that we're setting. Um, and everybody should be aware of that in themselves and doing that as well. Hmm. Agreed. And I want to go from right where you left off talking about, uh, you know, being intentional, uh, selfish versus selfless, which we talked about earlier, and it's not being selfish. Uh, and, and we also talked earlier about what is the finite thing that we all have, and that is time. Uh, you can't get those minutes back. And at, at some point, that clock's going to expire for all of us. That is the honest truth. We all know that. So you have the right to live your life for you to a degree, because it is your life. You only get one, you know, there's not a do-over from that standpoint. So invest in yourself, invest in the time, have the focus to try to accomplish some of those things, get to those desired outcomes, different levels within your life that satisfy you. Because if you, as you said, we, if we go through our entire lives, focus on pleasing others and that people pleasing aspect, if you get to this place of hollowness, right? Because you don't have things within you that really fulfill what you're all about, right? And the desires that you may have had with your life. So I think that's a key component. And then that's, that's where I want to leave uh, my final thoughts today is just to say, own it 100%. Definitely make sure that self-belief is there because that's where the commitment is going to come from, as we talked about with the steps. And then from an action standpoint, have a plan, be proactive work it, work it, work it every day, even if it's just small baby steps, that's going to move you in the direction that you need to go. Absolutely. Bridget, thank you so much. This was awesome. To audience out there who joined us, thank you. And until our next uh, podcast, everyone take care. Have a great holiday. Uh, we won't talk to you before then. Try not to eat too much turkey, uh, a ham or whatever it might be. And until then, everyone take care. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye now.